This is the Becoming a Better Man podcast, where men come to get over themselves so they can get to the next level for their health, wealth, and relationships in ways we never thought possible before, doing it together as one. going on gentlemen welcome back to the becoming a better man podcast i'm your host dr jason wright this week we're gonna get real let's get real why not you know why probably there's a lot of you guys listening that you haven't been as real as you thought you'd been it's the truth it's the truth i want you to think about some times where you've been guilty of telling yourself a narrative about your own perceived reality that's probably not the accurate truth. I want you to think about a time or situation or a relationship or some sort of interaction where you are actively choosing to believe a narrative about yourself so that that way you can justify all of your beliefs about yourself and how you need to conduct yourself, how you need to behave, how you need to take care of other people or talk to other people. You see where I'm going with this? There is an unfortunate truth that we tend to choose to believe about ourselves and about our environment and about our lives things that aren't entirely accurate. But in order to protect ourselves, to preserve ourselves, to survive, whatever the case might be, we have constructed a narrative about our own perception of our life and ourselves that makes it easier for us to justify shitty behavior. And not think that we are pulling some bullshit. So let me give you an example. I might give you more, but let me just give you one. So, let's just say that um, we'll use we'll use this as an example. In in my past of having jobs, J O B S, where I am an employee, I'm a staff member, I am a basically I'm a license that's used to bill insurance, so the company can generate revenue and then disseminate a little bit of that revenue down towards me as a attaboy. So, in my time as a staff member, I operated with a massive chip on my shoulder. Why? Well, there's a lot of, of 
previous encounters, you know, even before I ever would have that job in my life where I was led to believe that I was not worthy, that I was not good enough, right? That I was a, um, a letdown, a failure, a disappointment, a disrespectful little shit. <laughs> and so I carried that into the workplace. Now, I didn't let it interfere or interact with any of the encounters that I had with my patients or my clients, right? I almost went above and beyond to make sure that they loved me as a way to prove to the bosses, F you, right? My people love me, so no matter what bullshit you try to, to tell me to toe the corporate line, whatever HR think tank, um, buzzwords and phrases and concepts you want to try to, to ingrain into me, that I could always fall back on the fact that my patients love me despite them thinking that I wasn't good enough as a way for me to continue to operate at a high level, right? That's what I told myself. And I told myself enough to where I believed it. In the moment, though, at that present time, you couldn't have told me that. I would have said, you're full of shit, fuck you, this is the way I operate, and this is the truth, and I'm gonna justify every decision. My ego was taken over. Massive ego issues. Right? So as you think about these things, as you think about in what areas am I, have I done that? Am I doing that? Does that sound like me? As you're sitting there listening to this, think about that and go, all right, so, so here's the reality of it. None of my bosses ever really would tell me that, right? But I had to operate under, under that assumption. If they asked me about something, if they asked me about why I only build three units of procedural codes to a patient's insurance versus five or six because they reimbursed better, and I said, well, in my opinion, they didn't need all of that. They got the most for what their present situation dictated and what the research showed. So instead of them just like asking to make sure that they asked so that, that way when their bosses bitch at them for the clinic not generating uh, an average um, units build per session quota then they could justify their CYA move to talk to me I would choose to take that extremely personally and use it to fuel my own false beliefs Right? Fact of the matter is, they were probably just asking just to make sure that I knew that I possibly could have built that differently if the situation warranted it. I explained how it didn't. They said, okay, just want to bring it to your attention. Everything was cool. So there's one example, right? The reality wasn't as bad as my mind made it out to be, but I had to to create that scenario in my mind in order to justify my rebel behavior. Because <laughs> I do, I hate, there's nothing, like, gentlemen, tell me this, there's nothing more frustrating than being felt 
I'm sorry, being led to feel like you're being told and controlled what to do, say, think, act, feel, whatever. That's how I, and to a large extent, might still operate. But I'm far more aware of it now. And I know the difference. I know when I'm bullshitting, and I know when I'm not. That also makes me very difficult to encounter when you are a perpetual bullshitter, and you know that I'm picking up on your shit. Right? When you ascend to a higher level of yourself, right? When you have figured out how to evolve through your weaknesses to where they're no longer as impactful in holding you back as they were before, then you become extremely sensitive and hyper aware of any other hints of other people pulling the same shit. And it's almost kind of, you know how. Like you'd talk to your grandmother and she'd ask you about something and you know you try to pull some shit and she's calling you on it or she's not even calling you on it. Here's the best part about it. She just asks a question semi-related to the issue and you're like, damn, how's she know? That's how people are when you have, around you, when you have ascended into a little bit higher level of self-awareness, self-esteem, self-consciousness, self-growth, self-worth. And then people will start to distance themselves from you. Right? So in those moments, when those people that are only in your life to pull some shit and leech off of you as some sort of parasite trying to fuel their own fire, their own well-being, their own safety, by taking advantage of your weaknesses, maybe your oversight, your blind spots, being foolishly optimistic. Now this isn't true for all people, you know, still, here's the thing about trust and, and people taking advantage of you. Here's the thing about trust, okay? You 100% have my trust from the jump until you don't. Let me repeat that. You have 100% of my trust from the start until you don't. Meaning, you don't have to necessarily earn my respect. In the past, I would have said that you did. Now, I, I, I firmly believe you don't have to earn my respect. You've got it. It's already given as a gift from the start. But you can certainly fucking lose it. Right? Don't get it twisted and get it backwards. Where you let these people in your life, good, bad, whatever, indifferent people that are influences, don't let them feel like they have to earn your trust. Treat them all as if they already have it. But keep an eye out and honor yourself when they no longer deserve it. See the difference? 
So when you've got people like that in your life, what what stories are you telling yourself to justify their presence? Like if it's somebody that's no longer or maybe never was serving you and adding value to your life, whether it be an employee, a coworker, um, a friendship, a relationship, whatever, a habit, you know, there's a lot of us with some, some habits that are pretty self-destructive. When we've got these things that are no longer serving us, what lie, what narrative, what false belief are you choosing to tell yourself to justify that bullshit sticking around in your life and bringing you down? I've talked about this on a previous episode, that the, the pain of what is known is far preferred over the pain of the unknown. Now, the unknown could be the best thing in the world to ever happen to you. But the fear of not knowing that for sure in the moment is what's creating the pain that's holding you back. So, shit, man, pain sucks, but I'm going to pick the pain I already know. And this other potential pain I don't know anything about yet. So with these narratives that you tell ourselves, you know, what, what's really the truth? Like, what look in the mirror are you going to take to see that, look... This is factual or this is fictional. With what you see in yourself, is it factual? Like, is it factual or is it fictional? There's a quote, it's some sort of like ancient monk quote. Um, I'd seen it the other day. It says, I'm not what I think I am. I'm not what you think I am. I am what I think you think I am. Need me to repeat that? Do you mean like rewind, do that over? I think I probably need to. I am not what I think I am. I am not what you think I am. I am what I think you think I am. It's all levels of perception. And a lot of those levels of perception have to do with our own perceived reality of ourselves and maybe even of others. Like if you got somebody that just keeps dicking you over, but you give them like strike six, seven, eight, nine, ten, before you call them on it, and I like really hold them accountable and responsible for their actions. What narrative are you telling yourself that that behavior is justified on their part? What narrative are you telling yourself that? not honoring and valuing your self-worth is worth keeping that in your life. So that's what I want to leave you guys with this week is I want you to do a a harsh self-assessment and look at the, the version of myself that I, uh, that I think I am. Is that really honest to myself? Is that really the truth? Or am I trying to play a part? Am I trying to live up to some sort of noble expectation that I think other people might value in me and about me if I conduct myself in a certain way? Guys, people respect, love, and honor authenticity. Period. Bottom line. If you're fake as shit, I don't want anything to do with you. And if you guys are are wise 
or you're starting to open your eyes, much like I had to do a while back, and you're starting to see glimpses of this stuff, then you'll develop a no tolerance policy too. Because I promise you, as painful as it is to enact that policy in the moment, there is no amount of money you could ever pay me to go back to that life again. To that version of myself again. You know, I, I kept telling myself that there was a lot of growth that I'd done between 2018 and 2019. But I, I kind of did a, a self-assessment myself today. And I thought, I think I've had even more growth looking back on 2020 from January 1 to now. And especially like from the fall of 2019, huge amount of growth. It's been painful. It's been hard. A lot of us don't want to look at what we're bullshitting ourselves over. We still want to stay tied and attached to the image of ourselves, our freaking ego. We have to play this persona or this character. Stop typecasting yourself into a role. What's typecasting? Um, for example, hope hope all my dudes here like like Seinfeld, right? Um, Jason Alexander, right? He will forever be George Costanza. He didn't get a whole lot of great roles after that. Everybody still sees him as George. He has been typecast as George. That's how he is seen forever. So what role are you choosing to typecast yourself into? Is it one that's genuine and authentic to your own thoughts, needs, actions, beliefs? Because if it's not, you need to work your ass off on developing a new belief system. One that's authentic and honors yourself. One that's willing to look in the mirror. And not choose to believe the lie that we choose to tell ourselves, whether it be consciously or subconsciously. We can do better than this, man. Growth is painful. It was painful when we were, what was it, preteens? We'd get those growing pains like in our thighs. Remember that deep aching in the bones? When you knew that your legs were getting longer? Same shit happens when we try to grow personally, spiritually, physically. All of the above. It's painful, but once you do it, once you commit yourself to it, you can't be half in, half out. You just can't. It's impossible. But once you commit to it, it will change your life forever. So how many of you all today are sitting there listening to this, thinking of the ways where, man, I, you know, I feel like he's calling me out here. He's bringing up some good points. I know I'm doing this, but now's not the right time, right? Now's not the right time. Maybe next week when things settle down or next year when things settle down, go back to normal, then I can start. That You know, that's fine. You, you can totally do that. But man, you can either start now 
and be miles ahead of the game by that point and just suck it up and do the work. Or you can wait until then and be miles behind where you could potentially be. So I'm urging each and every one of you, commit to doing the hard work now with really identifying who you are and all of the potential hangups that you're seeing or not seeing with your behaviors, beliefs, and just start working through them now. You're going to lose some people you didn't expect to lose. I'm telling you now. You're going to start hearing some things coming out of your own mind to yourself that you weren't expecting to hear. You might find some demons in the closet. Some skeletons in the closet. Shit you didn't know about yourself was there. But I'm telling you it's worth it once you work through the pain. Totally worth it. Change your life forever. Alright guys, if you need anything, always reach out and email. I try to check the inbox every day. I try to get back to you all every day. If you like this podcast, you know somebody else that needs to hear it, freaking share it with them. Stop being selfish. Share it with them. If you share it out on social media, just tag me. That's all I ask. Just tag me, please. So that way more people can spread the word and I can see that the word is being received and how it's being received. I appreciate that. Keeps me going, fellas. Keeps me going. So I want all y'all to keep going this week. Appreciate you all. Do the work. Look in the mirror. Analyze the stories you're telling yourself about yourself and others. Because you have the control. You have the power to determine how that story is written going forward. I love you all. Peace. So that's it for this episode of Becoming a Better Man. If you found this episode helpful or interesting, something that you could apply to your everyday life, please post on your social media platforms what your takeaway was from this episode, as well as taking a screenshot with the tag, Becoming a Better Man. So that way we can help spread the word on Instagram and Facebook and help get more men aligned with their purpose, trying to become better every day for themselves, their communities, and their families.